Hi, and welcome to the Mama Needs Podcast. My name is Jen, and I am so happy that you're with me today. This podcast is just for you, Mama, because you matter. Each week, I'll be talking with another mama. As most conversations with women go, we'll cover a multitude of topics, but mainly we'll share stories of motherhood, all the ups and downs, lessons learned, and how these mamas practice self-care. So take a seat, fold your laundry, drink your coffee, do your dishes, I know you're multitasking, and listen in. Before we get started on today's episode, I wanted to ask a quick favor. We are a new podcast and want as many mamas as possible to be able to listen and be encouraged. The way to do that is through reviews and ratings on iTunes. If you love the Mama Needs podcast, would you go over to iTunes and give us five stars and a short review? I also like to share the reviews on social media. Thanks so much. I'd really appreciate it. Also, this podcast is sponsored by the Mama Needs subscription box. And if you'd like a coupon code for free shipping on your first box, just keep listening to this episode and I'll share more on that in just a bit. On today's episode, I am talking to my friend, Jewel Walwyn. Jewel is a wife and mama to three beautiful girls. She also works in full-time ministry doing communications. I love Jewel because she isn't afraid to say the hard things. She is super transparent in this episode and talks about depression and a funny story about the time her then four-year-old daughter said, G-string, you're going to want to hear that. That was hilarious. I hope you enjoy my conversation with my friend, Jewel. Hey, Jewel. Welcome to the Mama Needs podcast. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. It's good to be chatting with you. Oh, same with you. Why don't you just go ahead and tell us who you are, about your family, where you live, and what you do. So I live in South Florida, and I am a wife and a mom of three beautiful girls. Um, They are um, 10, 6, and almost three going on 17. (laughs) Um, And um, I work in ministry full time. um, And I uh, do communications at uh, my church here in South Florida. So that's me in a nutshell. (laughs) And where are you from? Because we need to know where the accent comes in. (laughs) Yes, I am from a very beautiful, tiny island in the Caribbean. It's called St. Kitts. Um, and, uh, formerly a British colony, um, it's a perfect place to go if you really want to escape, uh, the hustle and bustle. So that's where the accent comes from. My (laughs) husband is from there as well. Uh, my family is all, well, most of my family is still back there, but yeah, we came here for college and, and, um, we stayed and and worked and just loving it here. Awesome. Uh, I want to go there with you someday. I would love to. Yes, it would be so awesome. I think you would love it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, so let's talk about how we met. So I was trying to think about that earlier today, and I know that you were pregnant with your middle girl, Nala. Yes. Um, because she's around the same age as my middle son, Everett. <laughs> yeah. And so I sick. think that I had either just had him or we were both pregnant. So it must have been like 2011, 2012. Right. Like she, she was born in 2012. So I think you okay. already had Everett. Okay. Uh, she was born in November. So I think you already had Everett. Yeah, I must so have I already remember. Had 
yeah, I do remember looking at you in the toddler room and uh, just being, you know, professional mom, but mom, mom. And <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to do this too. Let me notes. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, you started working at Oasis, the church yeah. that um, I used to work at too. Yeah. And I just, you know, met you from being on staff and just loved hanging out with you and all the other girls too. And, um, our girls, our two oldest girls, we're really close friends, yes. and I miss, I miss their little friendship. It's so sweet. I know, and they're very much alike. I mean, when I they see are. you uh, post about Sadie, I think about Shiloh. They're almost mirror. They pretty much mirror each other because um, Sadie's love for reading is the same as Shiloh's love for reading. They both read in weird positions. <laughs> Um, that's awesome you know, it's just, they, they, got, they got along so well and every so often um, Shiloh would ask about Sadie and says that she wishes that she could see her so um, that was definitely something that uh, connected us from the beginning I think we were we were moms on this journey you know just trying to figure it out um, at the same time so yes. that was cool <laughs> yes so cool and I love that um you know, we we still keep in touch and that um, a couple times when I've come down to South Florida, we've gotten to get together and I love yeah. Yeah. that time hanging out with you. So I miss yeah. you. <laughs> I miss you too. Yeah, that's hard. It's hard to be away, but you know, because your family lives far away too and mm-hmm. friends, I'm sure you still have friends in St. Kitts. So yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about your mamahood journey and how how that all came to be and what it's what it's been like. Well, um, I I think that I'm the mama who thought that she would have it pretty much all together. Um, <laughs> I I think that um, I. I had this picture of what my um, entrance into motherhood would be like and what my um, journey in motherhood would be like. It started even before um, uh, getting pregnant with my husband. I mean, we were both um, in our careers. I I had um, graduated, I think, three or four years prior with my bachelor's of fine arts in interior architecture. (laughs) And I was in full um, career mode. I was about making money and um, really achieving some goals that I had for myself personally. And then we came to a point maybe three years after being married where we said, hey, do we want to try to do this thing? And and I was so um, put together together and in charge of my life at that point and my career at that point that I thought that, you know, yeah, this motherhood thing, I, I have all my check marks checked off. Um, we can afford to have a baby. I'm healthy. We're, we are healthy as a couple. And then we decided that we would try um, uh, to uh, get pregnant. And I kid you not, I had been on birth control for years and I was off for about a month <laughs> and then wham, like <laughs> we got pregnant right away and it was a shock. Yeah. But, um, obviously we were, we were ecstatic. I mean, I think it took my husband a couple weeks to really realize that this was really <laughs> happening. And, um, right away I saw, I, I, I went into, um, 
control mode, like get it together, get everything prepared. Um, and so I did prenatal yoga. <laughs> I studied everything I needed to know about how to have a natural childbirth. Uh, what were the healthy things to, to eat? How do I prevent this uh, nasty indigestion? <laughs> I mean, I followed the book. What is it? Um, what to um, expect. What to expect when you're expecting. I followed that book to a T. <laughs> and and did prenatal yoga three times uh, a week. And, oh my um, <laughs> yeah, man, I was I was nuts. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, had this birth plan of it being a natural childbirth. And so when we had our first Shiloh, um, she was late. I had to be induced, and that that's when things started falling down. It went downhill <laughs> from there because it literally went like the book said. Um, the minute that you have to get hooked up, I feel like I got hooked up and everything went downhill. And so um, 23 hours later. Oh, no. 23 hours of fever and an emergency C-section later. Um, Shiloh entered the world and, um, I was happy, but I was also distraught because I felt like I failed. I felt mm. like, what did I do wrong? I'm healthy. Um, I did all these things. I did not, um, progress past, I think it was three centimeters. I was like, what, what happened to me? What was wrong? Yeah. So um, I didn't realize how long I held on to that. Um, uh, I probably, I think I held on to it until I had my second daughter, Nala. Mm -hmm. And I realized that I held on to it because when my friends got pregnant and they had their natural childbirth and they popped the baby out in like three or four hours um, or they barely made it to the hospital and the baby was coming, Every time I had about three or four friends that went through that and I was like, my gosh, what is wrong with me? Why didn't that happen? So I went through that phase. Um, my husband and I, he was really um, loving and understanding and, and reassuring to me. Um, however, that did not keep us from continuing our family. Uh, we had Nala three years later and, and that too was a challenge. I became a, a first time mom of two right and I think that that's when the, the scales got tipped <laughs> for me because again I was looking at all the moms I was looking at you I was looking at a couple other moms on staff and I, all I saw was wow they look so happy and they look so well put together oh, gosh. and here I am like I'm dropping my daughter off at school and I'm crying on the way home for no reason, I, I, I couldn't figure it out. Uh, we went through some pretty significant um, changes um, uh, financially for us. Um, and that's when I followed the call into ministry. I left my job as an interior designer, which was a very well-paying job, mm. and stepped into ministry. And right. so um, I stepped into it with confidence, but I still... Um, I shook along the way there. You know, I, I was confident that it's where God wanted me to be, but it was still scary to be there. I don't know if that makes sense. It does, yes. So um, that's where we were at 
life-wise when our second came around and then our third came three years after we weren't planning for a third Um, (laughs) welcome to the club (laughs) (laughs) however um we were blessed with uh zuri and um i i think i was a little bit more um composed in terms of understanding where i was at and and what my expectations were um but i was full on into ministry i had just um transitioned from one area of ministry which was the children's ministry into communications which um tipped a different scale you know it tipped the scale of um my time and and my attention and it required a lot more of me um for a few different reasons but um i went through my third pregnancy um in that season of life um and it it was a little bit better but now that i have all three of them and we're three years into being a family of five Mm -hmm. um I am definitely uh, looking at myself and my decisions and um, where, where I want to be as mom. Um, and, and I've gone through many years of defining or, or redefining who I am because my, my identity was found in so many different places. It was found in my career. Then it was found in my relationship. Then it was in, found in me as a mom. And then when all of those things started changing somewhere along the way i i was like okay so who am i what am i like where's my focus um so that that that's been my my journey to date i think um at least that's where my mind goes to when i'm asked about it yeah and i think i think all moms can resonate with that as far as you know you you become a mom and you're like, what happened to me? You know, yes, because yes. kids require so much of you. And mm-hmm. um, okay, a few things I want to say that stuck out to me. First of all, everyone needs to know that your names for your children are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're awesome. I love Shiloh, Nala, and Zuri. I think those are the cutest yes. names ever. Oh, thank you. And then also, okay, I don't think that I knew about your emergency C-section and and all your feelings behind that. I'm not sure we've ever discussed that. Mm-hmm. And I have to tell you, I think I told you before, but I've, I've had three C-sections. Yes. So I'm right mm-hmm. in the same boat with you, sister. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so I had the same exact feelings after Sadie. I mean, mm-hmm. um, I felt so much guilt and mm-hmm. what is wrong with me? Why mm-hmm. couldn't I do this? And I didn't have the same story. Uh, I wasn't in labor for 23 hours. Oh, mm-hmm. Bless your heart. <laughs> mm. I don't know um, what was happening? <laughs> you poor thing. Uh, no, what happened to me was um, Sadie never dropped, and mm. it was like forty weeks, thirty-nine weeks, and she still hadn't dropped. And mm-hmm. um, it's kind of a long story, but once I decided to do the C-section and they took her out, the cord was wrapped around her neck and her belly, Ooh, and she yeah. was like stuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Um, it was a blessing in disguise, but mm-hmm. it still made me feel like, well, you know, I heard, I heard some, some voices, some negative voices mm-hmm. um, of, you know, actual people um, yeah. who were saying, you know, you still could have done it. 
You still oh, could have had a successful gosh. birth. No way. Like, you know, it happened the way that it happened. Yeah. And I can't go back even if I wanted to go back. Yeah. Um, and I really feel like God um, just orchestrated all of that and really saved me from a traumatic experience. Yes. I really do. I really do. Yeah. Um, and Sadie as well. You know, mm-hmm. who knows? So I, I feel that with you. It took me a long time to get over that as well. Yeah. Um, and I wish that you had known <laughs> how I really felt with two kids <laughs> and working full time. Yeah. Um, yeah. In a in a very demanding ministry role, um, it was mm-hmm. not easy, and I cried mm-hmm. a lot. So mm-hmm. um, just know that you're you were not alone. <laughs> yeah, well, I know that now. You know, yeah, I, I think it it proves that you know you really you really shouldn't assume anything. You right. um, shortchange a lesson when you don't actually approach people and ask questions and and really get to the core of. Um, what you see, even if, even if you ask questions and what you see is what it is, um, kudos to that mom, you know, who has figured it out and everything. And then I'm sure there's a learning lesson in it, but, uh, never assume because I'm sure, um, I missed out on some great mommy talks, um, during that time. And instead I, you know, went into what I, I can clearly say now was, um, depression. Um, right. I, I, I don't think I ever thought to say it. Um, and this, the weird thing about it is that I think those that were closest to me knew it, like my mom probably knew it. And my husband probably didn't know what was happening, but, <laughs> but, um, but um, no one ever, no one ever said, Hey, Jewel, this is probably what's happening and it's okay or you know everyone said it's okay you can do it everyone uh kept saying those kinds of words but it really Mm -hmm. wasn't going anywhere for me Uh, because in a way uh, and i don't want to discourage anyone from giving uh moms encouragement but for me at that time in a way it it kind of reinforced that okay i'm supposed to do it so why isn't it happening Right. You know, I'm, so, I'm supposed to be able to do it. So why isn't it happening? So when, when I got those words without someone actually knowing and asking me questions, I, I just kind of glossed over it myself and went back into um, just do it, just figure it out mode. So, mm-hmm. um, so it's, it's, it's definitely taught me to ask more questions um, of people in general, no matter what season they're in. Yes, that's a really good lesson. That's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you were pregnant, did you get any kind of good advice or interesting, <laughs> not so helpful advice? Oh man. <laughs> well, I'm from I'm from the Caribbean, so <laughs> you just open Pandora's box. <laughs> tell us, tell us. There's there's every sort of old wives' tale that <laughs> I got from. Um, what to eat and what not to eat. Um, my mom was really big on um, telling me, which I guess was sensible, not to eat spicy food and things like that because it would do this to the baby. But I was craving spicy food. So. Of course. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or the fact that, um, oh, this was one that really disappointed me uh, because it, 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 they told me that 
um, all of the indigestion that I was having meant that my kid was going to have a lot of hair. Right. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Well, so I pictured this baby with this head of hair because I have a lot of hair too. So I was like, <laughs> oh, this is how she will be when she, she comes and out comes Shiloh and she has no hair on her head. <laughs> so I was like, you mean all that indigestion went for, for nothing? nothing? <laughs> Seriously? Like I just, I really just had indigestion like where's the hair and she was bald up until she was like two or three years old and all of my kids were pretty much born like that and I had indigestion with every last one of them um so that was something that um till this day I laugh about because they have tons of hair now but they were all (laughs) bald when they were born that's funny Um, there was this tea that a lot of women from the Caribbean told me to drink that I was like, are you crazy? They're like, it's bitter, but it's good for the baby. I was like, you're going to poison me. (laughs) Where is this tea? Can I buy it in Publix? Of course you can't. It's like literally some bush (laughs) that they tell you to find. I'm like, yeah, okay, that's going to work. You know? Oh my gosh. um, I've, I've heard it all. Um, and then I've heard some helpful things like, um, I suffered, especially with my last pregnancy, um, from uh, leg cramps a lot Ooh, while yeah, I was asleep. Yeah. I would wake up with a cramp. So they told me, okay, flex your foot mm-hmm. and it would make the cramp go away. That actually helped me. Yeah, that, that helped that me too. Worked. Yeah, that actually worked because your instinct is not to flex it because you feel like flexing it is going to um, exasperate it more. Um, your instinct is to point it and try to stretch it. But um, flexing it really helped. That was uh, my saving grace. Um, and those are the only things that really pop out at me, um, right now, but I got, I got a lot of it. Let me tell you, um, we all do from my mom. And Um, it's funny because they tell you, you know, this is what you should eat. This is what you should stay away from. And of course, all the things they tell you to stay away from you want right away. Of course. Of course. Oh, there was something else that was really ridiculous. My mom, (laughs) uh, there was something that I wanted to eat and someone else had it and I took it from them. (laughs) And she was like, don't do that because the baby is going to um, grow up selfish or something. Oh my god, <laughs> silly! And I was like, "Are you crazy? You are gonna deny me right now of this thing?" And it was on my husband's plate. Like it's, I'm taking it from my husband. So I how serious it. can it be? I, I, I can't remember. It was, it was something. It was something we had ordered from the restaurant. I didn't like what I was eating and his <laughs> looked better. So I did what every wife would do. Oh and God. I asked him to taste it and I liked it and he was willing to give it to me. So it was a blessing. <laughs> I mean, let's, let's be real. It was a blessing. And so she was trying to deny me of my blessing. And so How dare um, she? How dare she? So Aww. needless to say, I had what, what my husband was offering me (laughs) but uh yeah my mom is my mom is uh definitely the tale teller I love her I mean it it makes me laugh but sometimes it was really annoying (laughs) oh well we love you Jules mom (laughs) yes we love you mommy you're awesome (laughs) 
The sponsor of this podcast is the Mama Needs subscription box. It is a monthly curated self-care box just for mamas. Our mission is to help mamas remember to put themselves on their to-do list and remind them that they matter. Each box is filled with four to six items every month, gifts, self-care tools, and products all packed and done for you. Every month is a new and relevant theme. Some of our past themes have been Mama Needs Peace, Mama Needs Chocolate, Mama Needs a Spa Day, and more. The boxes are $39.99 plus shipping, but you can get free shipping on your very first box by using the code PODCAST at checkout. Just go to mamaneedsbox.com. All right, now back to our conversation. Well, let's talk about um, self-care. So, uh, you know, I'm in the same boat again, three kids. It's so hard to get in time to kind of reboot, reset, get refreshed. Um, And of course, you know, you have a job outside of the home, so that's even harder. So how have you kind of found ways to practice self-care, even if they're just small ways? Right. Well, um, what I am learning currently um, that was huge for me um, was uh, my time. Just um, I used to, when I was born, I was able to, every Friday, I would tell my husband, hey, can I just have two hours, mm-hmm. um, two or three hours to myself? And I would literally go to another room. I'll sit in a chair, put my feet up. And it, usually I would start out reading um, and then I'll fall asleep. Um, but after those two, three hours, I would come out and I, w- and I would be happy and, mm. and, and I felt refreshed and I was ready to now be mommy again and give my daughter all of the attention or, or um, move on to dinner or something like that. Um, I was able to keep that up also a little bit um, when I had Nala. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it became expected. Now Shiloh was a little bit earlier. Oh, I'm sorry, older. Right. And so um, I was able to tell her, hey, mommy needs um, some time. So I'm going to go in this room and you play out here. And mommy's going to sit down. And, and she stayed with, with my husband. And um, However, once we had Zuri, that <laughs> those third <all> kids <laughs> that all changed and it wasn't until maybe a year ago um i i realized that i just when i looked at i think it, it actually it was a year ago to mother's day um okay. i had been preparing a uh joint teaching with um lily one of the teachers here and we were preparing for Mother's Day teaching, and we kind of just sat down um, at a cafe to prepare for it. And we were just catching up as girls, you know, just saying, yeah. how are you doing? How are the kids? And I kind of went, man, I just feel so spent. And then I, we, we went back and forth over what was going on and how we felt so hectic. And that really framed the teaching that particular weekend. And we were like, oh my gosh, we are teaching on Mother's Day and we're talking about being tired and spent. That's a downer. <laughs> right. <laughs> but we, were, we really felt um, led to do that because you know, we encounter women all the time and that's 
mainly what they say. They they either say they're so tired, or mm-hmm. um, they they feel like they've lost their purpose, or um, they're just at their wits' end. And it was in that time that I realized I, I really started to dig deep. Like, what is what is the difference? Yes, I have three kids now. Uh, yes, um, you know, work can can be challenging. Um, yeah, I'm a wife also, but what's, what changed? And so I was able to pinpoint that I really completely stopped taking that time. And so, um, that was one of the things that I realized that, that, that it was just two, three hours every week. But that for me, um, was huge because I don't know if, um, many people follow like, you know, your love languages or Mm -hmm. the Enneagram or anything like that. But Across the board, I am uh, a protector of my my time and my energy. That's my nature. Um, I my energy is drawn just from the the constant conversations and um, constant performance and um, trying to decipher the authenticity of things like that. That's where my energy goes. So um, without being able to have that quiet time for myself. Um, it left me feeling really, really depleted. Yeah. Um, so that's that's one huge thing for me. I think, um, uh, funnily enough, I think uh, something else I kind of mentioned before would be just sharing your true experiences with people. I know it's not something that people talk about a lot. Well, outside of the realm of maybe um, a counselor or something like that, of course, I, I've i been talking to my husband about, you know, um, going to therapy and, and just kind of getting some things that are in my head out yeah. um, because I'm in my head a lot. Um, yes. That's like my second home. <laughs> and so, um, so, uh, but beyond therapy, uh, if you can't afford it or anything, just those trusted people in your life that you can honestly say, this is what I'm thinking. Yes. Or this is what I'm feeling. And I realized that I didn't really do that very much because um, I fell into the category of, of everyone saying, you know, Jules so strong. Like she's mm. so strong. Everyone, everyone. That's that's how I grew up. Um, I was. It's, it's just the culture that I grew up in. Um, my family dynamic was always pushing strength, and strength is a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to love and thrive off of people um, coming to me for advice and saying how strong I was. And I played that role very, very well. But when I was the one that needed it, I didn't know how to ask for it. And so um, I was so busy playing the strong mom, wife, put together role that I didn't realize I was neglecting myself. So now um, I hate, well, I shouldn't say hate, I strongly dislike (laughs) Um, when... uh, people tend to dismiss the strong girl or, you know, um, maybe I'm not, I don't respond um, physically, emotionally, if that makes sense with, with tears or something to a situation very easily. Um, But I carry that with me for uh, a long, long time. I just don't express it the same way. So, um, 
So being able to, to find trusted people to reach out to, to say some of the most scary, scariest things really, scariest thoughts that I've ever had, I think has been very, very free, freeing for myself. Um, and it's, it's definitely been a, a significant um, way of be caring for myself um, mm-hmm. because I didn't stay, I didn't allow the thoughts to stay between my head and my heart. Um, that's, that's something that I've been learning. I've been telling students here cause I volunteer with the student team here. Um, we tend to keep things between our head and our heart and it bounces back and forth and there's an outlet for it. Um, but we don't utilize that outlet. And so it just bounces back and forth until the damage is done. And unfortunately we wait until the last minute. Uh, or we don't say anything at all and we just suffer in silence. So um, mm. that's been really, really big for me also. And then I do, I've gotten back to doing the occasional, um, you know, every every other week I go get a Manny Petty. <laughs> um, we, you know, three kids, ministry career doesn't necessarily allow for extravagant things. So we found... Um, things that matter to me, um, for me. And so, you know, the occasional Manny Petty and books, I just love to read, mm-hmm. you know, just leave me with a book by myself. Um, and I'm really, I, I, I'm recharged. Surprisingly also, um, another thing was, uh, working out. Um, I've always been pretty, um, athletic. I did track and field. Yeah, up to college. And um, after having kids, you know, kids and working and everything, um, I kind of lost my, um, I wouldn't even say desire, just my, my focus and my attention on um, having good health habits. And so um, after Nala, um, I had uh, really been uh, asked to be a bridesmaid for one of my friend's weddings. And, and it was depressing. me. <laughs> I went to try on dresses with my mom and I had a very nasty experience with um, one of the sales reps at that place. Oh no. Um, yeah. She, I, I was trying dresses on and I asked for a specific size and she thought that I was too big for that size. And she asked me if I wanted a bigger size. And I told her, um, no, I'd like to try. Actually, I said, you know what? If you want, you can bring that one and the other one just so that you don't have to run back and forth. You know, I really, I wasn't arguing it at that point. Um, But she was adamant about bringing me that size and she didn't bring me the one I asked for. And so I told her I asked for that size. And, um, she brought it back and so I tried it on and it really to be honest it it fit but it was snug but in the back of my mind I knew that the wedding was the following year and I had my mindset on losing weight and and I understand that people do that sometimes and they regret it but the way that she went about it just was really nasty because when I when I went to purchase it she had me write my name on three different receipts. She wrote a note saying that she suggested that I should get 
this size and I insisted on getting the other size. And then I had to oh. sign all three receipts. Oh, so no. I felt like she made this big ordeal out of it. And I, I've worked in, in retail. Uh, I've been a retail manager before going to college. And I, I understood that she didn't want to, you know, have to get in trouble trouble possibly or or something like that but just her her whole attitude about it was really nasty which is what turned me off so that sad to say that turned this switch on inside of me saying you know what i'm gonna show this lady <laughs> have to she's gonna have to take the stress in when i come back that's right and so um <laughs> i started doing a boot camp and really had a lot of fun doing it we worked out uh, six o'clock in the morning. I'm a morning person. That's when I have the most energy. That's when I feel the best. And so uh, it really started there. And surprisingly, I got in really good shape and felt really good about myself. I had the most energy for work at that time. People were constantly saying, like, how do you have all this energy? And um, I was like, man, the only thing I've changed is that I started working out. So, um, and I got in such great shape that I guess that's how I ended up having baby number three. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that was, that was huge. That was huge. Um, in, in that season of my life of self-care and I'm trying to get back there. Um, how much of that, all, all of those healthcare or, or self-care things, how much of those things am I doing right now? not enough of it. I'll be very honest. Um, I, I've come to the realization and I'm very honest about where I'm at. I'm back at that um, borderline desperate place of I need to do something. Um, I need to change something. Uh, balance is a myth. Um, yeah. There's a book out there. I, I'm sure there are a few books out there about it. Um, and I, I'm yet to read them all. I read one thus far and I'm disappointed with it. Uh, I feel like there's a lot more that I want to say mm -hmm. about the myth of balance. Mm -hmm. um, but it, 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 it lends itself to the idea that, you know, balance is, is, is doing multiple things with equal energy, equal attention, and somehow making it work. Whereas I, I really do feel from experience, um, with balance, you it, you have to let something go. Something has to be let go of. And so you really don't, I think as women, as moms, uh, we walk around with this impression of if I can find the right balance. Yes, um, as an idea of balance is necessary, you can't be too much of one thing. You kind of have to... Um, even it out somewhat but this this idea of absolute balance is just is, is it's a myth it doesn't exist and I think we spend a lot of time trying to chase after what that balance looks like in changing seasons changing society changing uh emotional states uh you name it, it's, it's con things are constantly changing. So you're constantly having to readjust and find out what is that, what are those one or two things that I can hold on to and what do I need to let go of in this season? And that's really hard. Uh, even for me getting to this point of saying it, it's extremely hard because it means making some 
for me, hard decisions on what am I going to let go of? What am I drawing the line, that line in the sand with? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I've been there. It. I mean, there was one time in my life where I was trying to find balance and uh, I constantly felt like I was failing in either one area or the other area. You know, it's just, mm-hmm. I never felt like I was winning. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just constantly felt like a failure. And so I totally understand, um, you know, from that point of view and, mm-hmm. you know, I think I, th- I, I love your authenticity and that you were vulnerable and shared that with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, I challenge you right now to th- just think of something that you can do. I know you have yes. a really busy week. Challenge you to think of something you can do this week, even if mm-hmm. it's an hour, just something mm-hmm. that makes you feel filled up and makes you feel more like you. So yes. that's my challenge yes. to you, Jewel. Challenge accepted. I love a challenge. Oh my gosh, now I have to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Get up early and do it. (laughs) Or make some time. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, we're we're almost done. Um, Mm -hmm. I wanted to know if you had a funniest mama story. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Let me see. Which one will I tell? I have many funny mama stories. A lot of them I share on social media, much to (laughs) some people's dismay. But um, let's see. Uh, (laughs) One that comes to mind is uh, my daughter, Shiloh, my first. We, there was a season when I would take her to school every morning. Right now, that's my, my husband's thing. Like, he enjoys that time with them. Um, so he's built that into our, our um, routine. But for a few years, I would take her to school. And we used to play this game where uh, I would say, it was basically, tell me what you see that starts with the letter and I'll just give her a random letter. Uh-huh. So anything that she saw on the way to school with that letter, and I'll keep changing the letters up as we go by, and she'll ask me, tell me something that you see that starts with the letter S. And so I'll say the sky or the stoplight, different things, stop sign. And so um, this particular day we were playing the game as usual, and... Um, <laughs> Do you know this story? I think I've told I, it. Before. I don't think I know it, but I, I can see where it's going. <laughs> so, so I, I I go through a couple letters with her, and then I say, "Okay, um, tell me something that starts with the letter G." And she says, "Grass, um, uh, grapes, uh, green," and she says, um. G string and I'm driving, I'm driving and immediately I do like the owl turn around. You know how the owl turns its neck? Yeah. (laughs) I feel like that's how I look. And I turned around and I was like, what did you say? (laughs) And she said, G string. And I said, where? Where did you hear that from? Who did you hear that from? And she goes, I learned it in violin. And I was uh, like, oh, oh my gosh. 
It's an actual string on this stupid <laughs> pipe. And so I laughed until I cried. <laughs> and she's dying laughing and she doesn't know what she's she had to i think she was about four or five <laughs> that's awesome and so i was like this is this is golden this is i yes. have to tell this story <laughs> so um, that's one of many and my my funny stories they're all extreme they're all extremely <laughs> embarrassing um but that was that was one for the record books, I have to say. That oh, that's a good one. I think I have heard that one actually now that you say it, but that's something you have to share for her husband for their their wedding yes. day or yeah, something that you tell. Definitely documented. I pray that I would never forget about that because I mean I I can feel the 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 belly gut laugh that <laughs> I had for about three minutes of the rest of the ride and um yeah it was it was priceless that's amazing <laughs> <laughs> oh that's great all right well our last question is if you could give advice to a brand new mama what would you tell her oh um I would tell her that regardless of what she's known herself to be, regardless of who other people tell her she is, um, that God chose her for this child for a purpose. Hmm. Um, and, and I choose that because, again, we get caught up so many times in what our families say we should do or should be like or what um, society tells us we should, you know, do or be like, even what our own minds may say at times. And I've uh, come to appreciate more that I really have to be grounded and, and rooted on who God says I am and why he chose me. Um, I've struggled for many years um, just with some you know, past decisions that I've made and, and especially now being a mom of girls and trying to reconcile with myself, like, oh my gosh, how could I, or what am I going to tell her? Or what am I going to tell them about this? Or, you know, and so, um, I've had to struggle a lot with even looking at who I am as a mom. And so, um, I would tell her just really make sure that she's rooted in um, who God says that she is and know that, uh, multiple suggestions, good and bad will come, but also know equally that you don't have to take them all. Mm -hmm. Um, and that beyond being a mom, you, you are still who you are first. Um, God prepared us. Uh, I really do believe it, even though, um, I may not act it out all the time. I really do believe that he chose me and he prepared me ahead of time. And so it's, it's, it's just a matter for me to catch up to him and, and what he set out to do. So I believe it in my heart. So I'm trying to navigate it and make it my reality each day. Um, every day changes. Every, every day brings challenges. Um, but you're not, you're not solo. You, you're, um, there's nothing that you are encountering that has never been encountered before. 
sometimes I think we tend to, to convince ourselves that it's only us or that it's only happened to us. Um, and that's just not true. I mean, let's pick sense from nonsense. Like it's mm-hmm. just, it's not true. And so um, hold on to that and ask questions. Um, and it's okay to not always be okay. Yes. <laughs> We're human. Yes. We're human. Watch Inside Out. That's my motto. Watch the movie Inside Out. I love Everyone that movie. Sadness. Everyone's not out. Joy does not live joyously forever. Um, at the end of, of, of that sad period, there's always, um, it always brings something to light. So. Oh, that's so, so good and wise. And I love that you brought up Inside Out because I was just talking about that movie with a friend. Mm -hmm. And have you noticed, okay, I've watched it like a bazillion times. Yeah. Have you noticed that um, towards the end or I guess Mm -hmm. in the middle actually, when, um, what's the little girl's name? Um, Gosh, of course, I've watched it a bazillion times. But anyway, the little girl, <laughs> her, she's having like a fight with her parents and you see the inside yes. of the mom and you mm-hmm. see the inside of the dad. Well, mm-hmm. have you noticed that inside of the mom, that sadness is running the show mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and in the inside of dad, mm-hmm. that anger is running the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yes. I, I'm like, when I realized that I was blown away, like how yeah. real that is, you know, Realistic. Mm-hmm. Yes, and yeah, sad. It's, it's very. It is in many, many different ways, and it brings uh, to light. I mean, we're human, yeah. um, and I, I try to. I, I, I'll be honest. I don't know if this is good or bad yet, but this is the way that I choose to deal with my kids right now and this season, especially with my ten-year-old, because she's older and she can understand more. I'm very open with her about when I'm frustrated or when I'm sad or when I'm happy. Um, and I try to articulate to her why I feel that way. And, and it started out because I realized that there were times that I would be upset mm-hmm. and it may not have, it, it didn't have anything to do with her, but she was receiving it like it was. And so I wanted nothing more than for her to realize that I'm not, I'm not mad at you. Um, or I'm not upset at you. It's just, this is what happened. And then sometimes I realize I sound like I'm like on the, on the couch, you know, <laughs> trying to explain my, my emotional state to my 10 year old. And then I'm like, oh, that's just, good. Just let it go a little. That's a little, cause sometimes she looks like she's like, okay, like I didn't ask you. <laughs> that's good but, though. You're giving her yeah, a voice to her to. feelings. Right. I try to try to be very um, open with her about that. And, and sometimes, you know, moms and dads, we don't get it right. Um, but we're most times blessed to be able to try again. That's right. um, so I love that movie. I've been talking with a, diff- a couple groups of people about it. Um, and I, I just love how simple yet um, huge it was, um, I've seen it about three times, four times now. And, and every time I try to pick something else out, but it's, it's very, it's a very good movie to show, um, the importance of, of being, uh, having realistic expectations about our emotions as realistic as it can be. 
yeah. uh, with something that is as fleeting as our emotions are. So, um, yeah. Disney went deep on that one. I know. Who knew <laughs> Disney could get that deep? <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Well, the kids and I always uh, joke about like if we're eating ice cream, we're having a milkshake or something, and we have a brain freeze, and they'll be like, oh, no, all of our emotions are frozen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a silly joke we have. So, yeah. Yep. I love yep. that movie. Well, Jewel, I'm going to let you go. She is in the midst of putting on a concert or concert. <laughs> A conference, a conference yes. this weekend. And so yes. I appreciate you taking the time out to talk to me and you've just given me a little taste of home. And so I uh -huh. love you and I miss you and I hope to see you maybe this summer. I'll be in contact with you. <laughs> oh, yes. Thank you so much for um, having me. I am extremely proud of you because what you're showing me is um, – just strength in your own way. I know strength is probably the last word that you are thinking of because yeah. you're, you're very humble and, um, it, it really inspires me, um, to, to not be afraid to try different things, not be afraid to follow what you feel God is, is or has been nudging you to do. So I'm really excited to be on here and I love and miss you too. You've, you've done so much um, for me that I don't think my words will ever um, be able to, to describe how much you've done. You and Joel, actually. Aww, so I appreciate you're so kind. You love you, friend. Thank you. Love you too. Jewel is amazing and I hope you loved our chat. Talking with her definitely made me a little homesick for South Florida culture. And like I challenged Jewel, I invite you to do the same. Make the time and be intentional this week about practicing self-care. You can do it. Until next time, you matter, Mama.